Konnichiwa, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Legends of Man, your weekly podcast on mythology, urban legends, and folklore. From that cringy greeting, you could probably tell we are heading to the land of the rising sun in this episode and seeing what their folklore has to offer. So I've been looking at the Japanese folklore and have been thoroughly entertained while reading some of the stories. But if I talk about all of them, we would be here for a while, and I don't think you love me enough to stay for that long. So I picked out the tales that I liked and stuck out to me. Today, I've got stories about Ahmad's best friend, a Japanese version of Bugs Bunny, and a story about the inspiration of some prominent Naruto characters. So strap in and hop aboard the story train, my guys and gals, and let's go. The first story comes in third out of all the stories I have for you today, and it's about an old man and his mystical dog. It's called Hanasaka Jisan, or The Old Man Who Made Flowers Blossom. Once upon a time, there was an old farmer and his wife. One day, he was working on his fields when he heard the pained sounds of an animal. He looked around and saw a dog running from his neighbor's property, howling in pain. The couple decided to take in the dog, not wanting the neighbor to continue his mistreatment of him. Because of his white fur, they named him Shiro. The old couple feeds him, takes care of him, and gives him the love he deserves. And he repays the old couple in the most unpredictable way. When the old man went to do his daily work on the field, the dog followed him and beckoned him to a spot on his field and began to dig. Curious as to what Shiro was digging for, his owner got out a shovel and helped him out. At the bottom of the hole resided an abundance of riches. The old man couldn't believe it. This dog directed him to hidden riches. The neighbor saw what Shiro had done and wanted to get some riches for himself and wanted to borrow the dog. The old man surprisingly agreed. The neighbor carried the dog around his property, waiting to see where Shiro wanted him to dig. However, Shiro remembered what the neighbor had done to him in the past and would not give him the same reward as the old man. The dog finally stopped at a spot for the neighbor to dig, and when he started to do so, garbage came from the earth instead of riches. Frustrated at being tricked, the neighbor killed the dog. The old man went to the neighbor's house looking for Shiro and was told that he was dead. The old couple took the dog's body and buried it where they had first found the treasure under a fig tree. Shiro came to the old man in a dream, because why not, and told him to make a mortar from the tree. The old man followed the instructions of the dog and created a mortar out of the trunk of the tree. While using the mortar to make rice, the rice suddenly turned into gold. The old couple were astonished. Again, the cruel neighbor found out what the mortar's capabilities were and somehow managed to take it. He used it the same way as the old couple, but just like before, the results were not what he wanted. In response, he destroyed the mortar and threw it in the fire. The old couple was distraught when they found out what had happened to the mortar and collected the ashes. Wishing to honor Shiro, they wanted to spread his ashes over the turnips because he liked them so much when he was alive. But when they tried to do so, the wind swept them up and carried them to a dead tree, which then suddenly bloomed into cherry blossoms. After seeing this, the old man put the remaining ashes in a box and began to travel around bringing dead trees back to life. The local lord of the area caught wind of this ability and called for him. After witnessing it firsthand, he then paid the old man for his services, making him and his wife very wealthy. The neighbor learned of the fame the old man received and tried to get rich as well. He scooped out what remaining ashes were left of the mortar he burned and began traveling claiming he was the one able to bring plants back to life. When the lord called for him, he tried to do the same as the old man, but when he tried to spread the ashes, they flew into the lord's face. His guards then beat him for his deed and sent him to prison. Meanwhile, the old couple lived comfortably 
with all the wealth they had attained. Pretty good story, right? I think the neighbor got what he deserved. And if I had a dog and you killed him, then burnt the mortar from his tree, it's on sight. You better be ready to catch these hands. I'll turn into the Black John Wick. Anyway, the next story is what you get if you were to include Bugs Bunny in a Japanese folktale. The story starts off similar to the first one, a farmer living out his days with his wife. One day, the farmer is out working and notices some of the crops missing. When his wife brings him lunch, he turns for one second, and when he turns back, that is gone as well. He looks around and finally finds the culprit. It's a raccoon dog. Wanting to get rid of this pest, he captured the animal and brought it back home. He told his wife to keep an eye out for the furry creature because they were going to have him for soup when he finished his work in the fields. After the farmer left, the wife started to pound mochi, which is a Japanese rice cake. The raccoon dog then began to plead with the wife to let him go. He begins to bargain, saying if the wife would free him, he would help her pound the mochi. She gives in to his requests and lets him go. When the farmer had returned, he was greeted by his wife and a bowl of soup. He sat down and began to eat, but then his wife suddenly transformed into the raccoon dog. He began to mock the farmer by admitting that he killed his wife and put her into the soup. The farmer was distraught when he saw the bones. He had lost the love of his life and grieved for her for many days. Then a rabbit, which was an old friend of the couple, visited the farmer and learned what had happened. She comforted him and said that she would avenge his wife's death. She asked for some beans and set out into the mountains. While walking, she encountered the raccoon dog, who had smelled the beans just as she had hoped. He asked for some, but she declined. The rabbit said that if he can lift her bundle of dry grass, she will give him some, and he agreed. The raccoon dog picked up the bundle and began to walk. The rabbit stealthily got behind him and started to create a fire with a flint. The raccoon dog turned wrong and asked, What was that? The rabbit replied, Don't worry about it. This is Kachi Kachi Mountain. It always makes that sound. The dry grass caught fire and began to spread quickly. The raccoon dog howled in pain, threw the bundle to the ground, and ran away. Days later, the rabbit disguised herself and posed as a seller of ointment. The raccoon dog hears this and rushes to get some. But what he doesn't know is that the ointment he got from the rabbit was made with spicy peppers. The ointment only added to his suffering when he applied it to his burns. After he had finally healed enough, he went out for a walk and saw the rabbit building a boat. He asked her to build him a boat as well. She agreed and the two of them went into the water. Suddenly, the raccoon dog's boat immediately began to sink because the rabbit had made his boat out of mud. He desperately tries to get into the rabbit's boat, but she raises the oar and says this is for the farmer's wife and brings it down over his head, leaving him to drown. The rabbit then goes back to the farmer to tell them what had transpired and he thanks her for avenging his wife's death. Dang, the rabbit put that guy through the ringer. She took the expression of friend you would kill for quite literally, and a small amount of you might be thinking, why have I been seeing raccoon dog into the tanuki? And I don't know the answer to that either. Some sources even called the animal a badger. But who cares about that? Anyway, I said before I had a little something something for my fellow Naruto fans. And even if you aren't an anime fan, I know you're familiar with Naruto. This story is the inspiration for the three Sanin, and it's about Jiraiya, Tsunade, and Orochimaru. It's most commonly known as Jiraiya the Galleon. Because I love anime and you guys so much, I gotta read you the whole story as it's written in the book, Japanese Fairy World, Stories from the Wonder Law of Japan, by William Elliot Griffiths. And it goes like this. Ogata was the name of a castle lord who lived in the island of the nine provinces. 
he had but one son, an infant, whom the people in admiration nicknamed Dry Up, or Young Thunder. During one of the civil wars, this castle was taken, and Ogata was slain. But by the aid of a faithful retainer who hid Jiraiya in his bosom, the boy escaped and fled northward to Ichigo. There he lived until he grew into manhood. At that time, Ichigo was infested with robbers. One day, the faithful retainer of Jiraiya was attacked, and he tried to resist, but was slain by the robbers. Jiraiya now left alone in this world, went out from Ichigo, and led a wandering life in several provinces. All this time, he was consumed with the desire to revive the name of his father and restore the fortunes of his family. Being exceedingly brave and an expert swordsman, he became chief of a band of robbers and plundered many wealthy merchants. And in a short time, he was rich in men, arms, and booty. He was accustomed to disguise himself and go in person into houses and presence of men of wealth, and thus learned all about their gates and guards, where they slept, and in what rooms their treasure were stored so that success was easy. Hearing of an old man who lived in Shinano, he started to rob him, and for this purpose put on the disguise of a pilgrim. Shinano is a very high table land, full of mountains, and the snow lies deep in winter. A great snowstorm was coming on, and Jiraiya took refuge in a humble house by the way. Entering, he found a very beautiful woman, who treated him with great kindness. This, however, did not change the robber's nature. At midnight, when all was still, he unsheathed his sword, and going noisily to her room, he found the lady absorbed in reading. Lifting his sword, he was about to strike at her neck, when, in a flash, her body changed into that of a very old man, who seized the heavy blade and broke it into pieces as though it were a stick. Then he tossed the bits of steel away, and thus spoke to Jiraiya, who had stood amazed but fearless. I am a man named Senso Dojin, and I have lived in these mountains many hundreds of years. Though my true body is that of a huge frog, I can easily put you to death, but I have another purpose, so I shall pardon you and teach you magic instead. Then the youth bowed his head to the floor, poured out his thanks to the old man, and begged to be received as his pupil. Remaining with the old man at the mountain for several weeks, Jiraiya learned all the arts of the mountain spirits, how to cause a storm of wind and rain, to make a deluge, and to control the elements at will. He also learned how to govern the frogs, and at his bidding, they assumed gigantic size, so that on their backs he could stand up and cross rivers and carry enormous loads. When the old man had finished instructing him, he said, Henceforth, cease from robbing, or in any way injuring the poor. Take from the wicked rich and those who acquire money dishonestly, but help the needy and the suffering. Thus speaking, the old man turned into a huge frog and hopped away. What the old mountain spirit bade him to do, was just what Jiraiya wished to accomplish. He set out onto his journey with a light heart. I can now make the storm and the waters obey me, and all the frogs are at my command. But alas, the magic of the frog cannot control that of the serpent. I shall beware of his poison. From that time forth, the oppressed poor people rejoiced many a time as the avaricious merchants and the extortionate moneylenders lost their treasures. For when a poor farmer, whose crops failed, could not pay his rent, or loan to the date promised, these hard-hearted moneylenders would turn him out of his house, seize his beds and mats and rice tub, and even the shrines and images of the god shelf, to sell them at an auction for a trifle to their minions, who resold them at a high price for the moneylender, who thus got a double benefit. Whenever a miser was robbed, the people said, The young thunder had struck, and then they were glad, 
knowing that it was Jeriah. In this manner, his name grew to be the poor people's watchword in these troublesome times. Yet Jeriah was always ready to help the innocent and honest, even if they were rich. One day, a merchant named Fukutaro was sentenced to death, though he was not guilty. Jeriah, hearing of this, went to the magistrate and said that he himself was the very man who committed the robbery. So the man's life was saved and Jeriah was hanged on a large oak tree. But during the night, his dead body changed into a bullfrog who hopped away out of sight and off into the mountains of Shinano. At this time, there was living in the province a young and beautiful maiden named Tsunade. Her character was very lovely. She was always obedient to her parents and kind to her friends. Her daily task was to go to the mountains and cut brushwood for fuel. One day, while thus busy singing at the task, she met a very old man with a long white beard sweeping his breast who said to her, Do not fear me. I have lived in these mountains hundreds of years. My real body is that of a snail. I will teach you the powers of magic so that you can walk on the sea or cross the river, however swift and deep as those dry land. Gladly, the maiden took the daily lessons of the old man and soon was able to walk on the waters as on the mountain's paths. One day, the old man said, I shall now leave you and resume my former shape. Use your power to destroy wicked robbers. Help those who defend the poor. I advise you to marry the celebrated man, Jiraiya, and thus you will unite your powers. Thus saying, the old man shriveled up into a snail and crawled away. I am glad, said the maiden to herself, for the magic of the snail can overcome that of the serpent. When Jiraiya, who has the magic of the frog, shall marry me, we can then destroy the son of the serpent, the robber named Dragon Coil, Orochimaru. By good fortune, Jiraiya met the maiden Tsunade, and being charmed with her beauty and knowing her power of magic, sent a messenger with presents to her parents, asking them to give him their daughter to wife. The parents agreed, and so the young loving couple were married. Hitherto, when Jiraiya wished to cross a river, he changed himself into a frog and swam across, or he summoned a bullfrog before him which increased in size until as large as an elephant. Then standing erect on his warty back, even though the wind blew his garments widely, Jiraiya reached the opposite shore in safety. But now, with his wife's power, the two, without any delay, walked over as though the surface was a hard floor. Soon after their marriage, war broke out in Japan between the two famous clans of the Shuchikage and the Inukage. To help them fight their battles and capture the castles of their enemies, the Suchikage family besought the aid of Jiraiya, who agreed to serve them and carry their banner in his back. Their enemies, the Inukage, then secured the services of Orochimaru. This Orochimaru was a very wicked robber whose father was a man and whose mother was a serpent that lived at the bottom of the lake Takura. He was perfectly skilled in the magic of the serpent and by spurting venom on his enemies could destroy the strongest warriors. Collecting thousands of followers, he made great ravages in all parts of Japan, robbing and murdering, good and bad, rich and poor alike. Loving war and destruction, he joined his forces with the Inokage family. Now the magic of the frog and snail was joined to the one army, and the magic of the serpent aided the other. The conflicts were bloody and terrible, and many men were slain on both sides. On one occasion, after a hard-fought battle, Jiraiya fled and took refuge in a monastery with a few trusty vassals to rest a short time. In this retreat, a lovely princess named Tagato was dwelling. She had fled from Orochimaru, who wished for her his bride. She hated to marry the offspring of a serpent and hoped to escape him, 
She lived in fear of him constantly. Orochimaru, hearing that at one time that both Jiraiya and the princess were at this place, changed himself into a serpent and distilling a large mouthful of poisonous venom, crawled up to the ceiling of the roof where Jiraiya and his wife were sleeping and reaching a spot directly over them, poured the poisonous venom on the heads of his rivals. The fumes of the prison so stupefied Jiraiya's followers and even the monks that Orochimaru, instantly changing himself to a human, profited by the opportunity to seize the princess Tagato and make off with her. Gradually, the faithful retainers awoke from their stupor to find their master and his beloved wife delirious and near the point of death and the princess gone. What can we do to restore our dear master to life? This was the question each one asked of the others, as with sorrowful faces and weeping eyes, they gazed at the pallid forms of their unconscious master and his consort. They called in the venerable abbot of the monastery to see if he would suggest what could be done. Alas, said the aged priest, there is no medicine in Japan to cure your lord's disease, but in India there is an elixir which is a sure antidote. A chorus of groans shone that all hope had fled from the mountain in India where the elixir was made lay 5,000 miles from Japan. Just then, a youth named Rikimatsu, one of the pages of Jiraiya, arose to speak. He was but 14 years old and served Jiraiya out of gratitude, for he has rescued his father from many dangers and saved his life. He begged permission to say a word to the abbot, who, seeing the lad's eager face, motioned him with his fan to speak. How long can our lord live? asked the youth. He will be dead in 30 hours, answered the abbot with a sigh. I'll go and procure the medicine, and if our master is still living when I come back, he will get well. Now Rikimatsu had learned magic and sorcery from the Tengus, or long-nosed elves of the mountain, and could fly high in the air with incredible swiftness. Speaking a few words of incantation, he put on the wings of a Tengu, mounted a white cloud, and rode on to the east wind to India, bought the elixir of the mountain spirits, and returned to Japan in one day and a night. On the first touch of the elixir on the sick man's face, he drew a deep breath. Perspiration glistened on his forehead, and in a few moments more, he sat up. Jiraiya and his wife both got well, and the war broke out again. In a great battle, Orochimaru was killed and the princess rescued. For his prowess and aid, Jiraiya was made Daimo of Itsu. Being now weary of war and the hardship of active life, Jiraiya was glad to settle down to a tranquil life in the castle and near his family in peace. He spent the remaining of his days in reading the books of the sages, in composing verses, in admiring the flowers, the moon, and the landscape, and occasionally going out hawking or fishing. There, amid his children and children's children, he finished his days in peace. And that is the end of the story of Jiraiya the Galleon. Pretty cool, right? And now time for some closing thoughts. Japan has some amazing folktales with some creative narratives. When it comes to folktales, Japan is number one in my eyes so far. It was a pleasant surprise to learn about how the three signing had a folktale that they were based on. I grew up on Naruto and remember Saturday mornings on Crunchyroll and the occasional DVD purchase. I would even watch some of the filler episodes. Also, RIP Pervy Sage. Anyway, if you enjoyed the podcast, share it around, rate it. And make sure to tune in for next week's episode. What was your favorite story out of the three? And also, tell me what y'all think of Boruto on Twitter at Lens of Man. I hope you have a wonderful day 
and thanks for listening. See ya.